nice. And then we can just start. Yeah. Just ease our way in. Yeah. Really slide <laughs> into this section that we that I'm completely confident I can explain with absolutely no hiccups. Stephen, what's your side rule? Right. Okay. You can't touch the ball if you're behind the defender. You can't interfere with play if you're behind the defender after the ball's been kicked towards your direction. Right? That sounds about that. To be honest, that's about as good a grasp as some of the people running VAR currently have. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Nailed it. I wouldn't worry about that at all. What is Uh, the actual offside rule? Like, like, because uh, I know you can explain it on a fifth on the back of a fifty p, but like they changed it recently, didn't they? No, they, they didn't change it. They did not change it recently. They just it's they uh, they decided to add cameras with weird frame rates and and all sorts to to a Victorian rule of game. It, it's very weird. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, tell you what does make sense. Um, the twelve richest clubs in the world decided to form their own fun little super group. Um, it was like it was like when it was like when occasionally when those bands play together at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, except with loads, except with loads more capitalism. It was um, so. Who's the prince playing lead guitar? Oh, that's Florentino Perez, uh, the chairman <laughs> of Real, Real Madrid, who went on this week and had. I don't know if anyone saw this. It's the single greatest news conference any drunk Spaniard's done at one in the morning I've ever watched. Unbelievable. Just got on there and started chatting. Absolute wham. Just talking bollocks and anything that had come into his head. But yeah, football, yeah, football went football went mad for about 48 hours. Like the thing is, we're beyond the story now. This is pointless. This is a pointless segment. It's it's gone. It moves so fast, didn't it? It went for 48 yeah. hours. And it's it's like the fa- the fans rose up and thought thought against it. It's basically a money grab, Stephen. A money grab yeah, by the right. richest clubs in the world to fuck off, and it would have destroyed European competitions that are ages old, and it would have ruined the trickle down effect of all the money that comes into the game, which does sort of eventually end up at grassroots at some level. Well, yeah. well that's not true, is it really? Because, like, okay, so they were supposed to get these. 12 clubs plus four more, right? That could earn their so way in. So basically, yeah, it was 12, 12 clubs were meant to thought were going to be the, the founder members of um, a European Super League, which would which be 20 teams in total. I found the bias towards the Premier League a bit strange. A, because Spurs were in it, which is that fucking no sensible. But why wasn't it just three, three English teams would have been fine? It's money. It's all about money. That regardless of how shit Arsenal are, they're number eight in the Deloitte Football Money League. Which, by the way, is not something that any football fan should know. But apparently now that's a thing. There's a league of how rich these clubs are, and that's really the problem. So anyway, these 12, 12 founder members plus there was three spots open. So it's been fifteen founder members in total, plus five more that um, I assume through rough hewn hand jobs in toilets could earn their way into this competition because those fifteen could never not qualify for it. You could send you could send the, the kit lady and the rest of the, the, the cooks in the canteen out uh, random games in your league season and you'd still qualify for it as a founder member. That's how, isn't that how the NFL works? You can't, yes, it's, you can't be relegated in the NFL, yeah? You can't. It's more of an American model, yeah, as in you can't, yeah. So it, and that, But the problem was that's what it would have done. Apparently there would have been four, a rotation of four, three to four league games before a sort of final playoff thing. And that's that's an American style of sport. In fact, is you just need these 
America, nothing in no American sport counts until you get to the playoffs. Like they're all shit up until that point. Yeah, uh, to the point that basketball a few years ago had to have a rule change because teams were drastically tanking to be the lowest, the lowest team, so they got the best choice of rookies. Yeah, yeah, the draft system. Well, there would have been no draft system. There would have been no draft system in the in the European Super League. So these teams, which by the way would have earned the best part of guaranteed four hundred million million pounds a season for being in it, that's guaranteed money. So now, if you finish seventh in the Premier League by accident, even having won it the year before, like a certain fucking gang of pricks from the northwest, um, you. I love my team, but they, they've made me hurt and hate this week. Um, they, then you might lose money. You might lose a lot of money, and you've, you've, you've paid all these, played all these footballs exorbitant sums. But this is guaranteed cash. It was just a power grab. And it's, but watching it crumble was hugely edifying. Really, really funny. It's almost like direct action works when you attack the actual source of money. Stephen, so- <laughs> what have I told you? Keep politics out of football. I'm Don't, sorry, come on. I can't. Football's just, not inherently a political act. How dare you? Yeah, it's it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like if you attack sponsors and you attack the root of money and you cost these people actual market share, they back out almost immediately. Dude, it was fucking upside down land this week. C- cats and dogs living together, seas of fire. Like basically, um, Chelsea fans, the most racist football fans on the planet. Um, they were the ones that really sort of started the breakdown because they started chanting outside their ground. Not the usual bunch of exciting racial epithets and um, and EastEnders style songs. I don't know. Um, they've got, they, they've they got one of my favorite anti-gay songs because one Ooh. of the they've got one of my favorite. Um, uh, your fans, your fans are standing because they can't sit down. Your fans are standing because they can't sit down, which is. Which is levels and these lads were the leaders of the free world. Then you had the, then you had all the lads on Sky Sports, Rupert Murdoch's Sky Sports, um, uh, sitting there to tell them how disgusting monopolies in football are. Terrible. <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing that really confused me about the situation is I found myself on the same side as FIFA and Boris Johnson. And like that is that that is not company that I wish to keep when it comes to opinions. What, no. what do you don't you like rampant corruption and old white men telling you what to do? Personally, as somebody who's going to be starting an OnlyFans soon when the economy <laughs> crashes, I welcome old men telling me what to do. What the oh. fuck does your OnlyFans look like? It's called Lucky Stephen. My OnlyFans is um, it's a dad style thing where I approve of your decisions. Because I'm slightly graying now, I can I just sit there and I go, oh, I really love what you did this week. You've really made me proud, and I stand there in cardigans. It's it's such a, a niche kink. I don't I don't think you should take that approach. I think with a little bit of hair dye and one of those ring lights, you could still pass for a twink. Oh yeah. If you actually right, if you're if you're on your phone right now, what I want you to do is get out twink with glasses. And put it into your Google machine, and I guarantee you I'm, will I'm find only photos that go like, "Oh Jesus, this is Stephen." Um, well, I actually know this because I was going to do a quiz round of which of pictures of you, where people had to guess whether it was you or a random twink I found on the internet. It's, <laughs> 
I never, actually, I never, so actually, never actually finished it. Well, I might have done. I've definitely got at least seven twinks in. Oh, that's a lot more cocks than I expected to see on the first hit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's my that's my fault for not completely understanding Gabe and Aculay. But I'll be honest, Stephen, this is haunting. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's it's harrowing, isn't it? It's, it's like, like somebody's playing a game of elbow or arse crack with with your face <laughs> and gay yeah. cock. Yeah, it, I like what's what's harrowing for me is seeing what my body is capable of achieving and not being able to reach it myself. It's very much like I feel like body dysmorphia the first time in my as my cis normative I've, life. I've never seen you get that much cock in your mouth. That is oh, you've you've obviously not been round me when I've got a couple of uh, Midoris in me. <laughs> That's not fundamentally not true. Um, I would I would suck melon flavored dick. If dick was melon flavored, I'd be a lot more inclined to suck it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, for, absolutely. I'm not I'm not even going to argue with you. Yeah, I think that's ne- I think that's our next evolutionary sl- evolutionary step. <laughs> Dicks that taste like calippos. It'd be fucking wild. <laughs> Dips that taste like calippos. You couldn't give it away, would you? It'd just be like, it'd, it'd, like women on a hot day. There'd be, oh. there'd be folks just clamouring over to suck your icy shaft. But surely, surely then, it's going to end up with less babies born because it's just going to it'd be just a bunch of guys 69 in. Because there's no way. I mean, what's the. <laughs> Also, it's not going to have the texture of a clipper, is it? Because no woman's going to want that inside. That's a yeast infection waiting to happen. You've obviously not met the right woman, Tarek. Well, there were women who were absolutely intrigued by clippers. Yeah, yeah. Ice, ice inside is a thing. I've always wanted to put a clipper in a lady's bottom. No one has ever given me the opportunity, unfortunately. That is the loosest <laughs> sense. That is the loosest sense at Gmail. Or, or actually, I suppose technically the loosest, loosest sense we're going to need at Gmail. And. Uh, just in case you're wondering, that is everything you need to know about uh, what's been happening with FIFA this week. Yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> the worst thing is, I'm pretty sure we have that segment every single week. How much or what flavour would be the dick we'd eventually suck? Um, but eventually, yeah, so basically they all back down. They all back down. Um, everyone panicked. Uh, what's happened with the other European teams? I've only heard about the British teams. Everyone pulled out, yeah, everyone did a U-turn. The last, one, the last ones were AC Milan, which seemed to be the ones that started it, right? Because they were the ones desperate for cash. Yeah, they, they, were, they were well intrigued by it. And also they've got um, Silvio Berlusconi, the world's oldest um, fascist Lothario. So that was, he wasn't going Wait, anywhere with it. he Harry. is the chairman? He, well, he's, he's still technically a legacy chairman, uh, but he's not, um, he's not the, an active chairman. Oh, right, Hong okay. Kong, but he was for years. Um, Jesus. Yeah, which is, I mean, seriously, you can't make up some of the clowns some of the clowns that were involved. The Liverpool chairman this week came out and, and did a... Uh, do you know that South Park gag where um, where the guy in the sort of red parker says, I'm sorry? Oh, we're yeah. We're sorry. Like, that's literally a video <laughs> of one of the Liverpool chairman <laughs> parts this week. It looks like Mr. Garrison as well. Yeah. Yeah, John Henry. We're sorry. He looks a bit like a twink, actually. Or oh, much older one. Uh, he's like, we're sorry. Um, it does. It, it kind of. I kind of had my fill of men in gilets on fields apologising to me. It felt very much like someone had accidentally savaged my dog with their dog. <laughs> yeah, made, it's content made specifically for you. Oh yeah, but it was my. It was like it's like my for you page on TikTok. Just just old white men apologising to me for financial crimes. Um, but very much just like the rest of. 
the world. Um, we Now that we've slain this big evil, we'll almost certainly keep going and deal with all the other rampant evils in football and community. Yeah, absolutely. First Feeling thing confident. we're going to do is properly fund grassroots football around the world. We're then yeah. going to like... We're then going to move on to uh, making a union for players, making yeah. sure that um, when uh, female coaching staff bring up sexual allegations I mean, against maybe some of the top managers of the league, that we deal with those responsibly. That, quite frankly, was the greatest thing. I mean, the greatest <laughs> thing about this thing, the whole ESL thing this week was um, that it was just a shambles from start to finish. The website is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh, my it God. It looked like somebody had made it with a Rubik's Cube. It is I think- the- <laughs> <laughs> I think they gave me the graphic design job. <laughs> like and, then, and then in the main statement, it just went, and we're going to, and we'll do the same down the road for the women's leagues. Yeah, lads. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what you told them when they came back from the war. Yeah, you can play, you can play football again soon. Um, what, what I really liked about it was that Liverpool have apparently spent the least amount on their f- female team any of any professional team in the yeah. top flight right like like drastically lower than everyone like they've yeah. a, they actually played more they paid more for their kit than their than the ladies football team yeah then they built a 50 million pound training complex and didn't put anywhere for the women to be involved yeah, yeah that was wild. it yeah that was it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't even bother I love but, a lot about yeah. These bathrooms gonna need to be unisex. Don't worry about it, big man. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah. All your rhinos and a bucket to shit in. <laughs> yeah. uh, just I don't, women. I've never heard of women. I don't know. What yeah, they are. it's just what, vending machines. Vending machines full of Yorkies. That's all it was. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Absolute shambles. I always oh. find the the, uh, the very notion of supporting a football club for like as such a thing in your life, it's such a stable thing for so long, quite intriguing. Because like it isn't what it, what are you supporting? The management changes, the venue changes, the kit changes, the player changes. Yeah. So what is this actual like essence? Is it like this ethos that people are actually? I think that was generally what was challenging this week is the fact that you, you've got this conglomerate of what almost ideals, most of which are fabricated. And I'll tell you what, if it goes for what it looks like for wider society, it looks like any kind of weird community. There's this like sort of vague, nebulous set of ideals that has been sort of passed down uh, through sort of generations, as you say, as loads of things change. But then, you, you know, one act can look like you're betraying it. But realistically, all the clubs that are involved with are superpowers, conglomerates, so they're really only acting like they're actually going to act. And people are offended by some bullshit notion. It's, I don't know. So I used to be, a, I used to be like quite, a, I, I'd call myself not an avid football fan, but I'd be somebody who enjoyed football. I, I supported Manchester United. <laughs> I know. As a person who enjoys football. Yeah. Right, I would watch them. You'd, you'd watch like, an international tournament if it was on. Uh, no, I actually hated international football. Did you, did I totally have, didn't get did it. Did you have a season ticket? Uh, I went to games. Like I'd go what to a few what games. Team? United. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? But like, I I stopped supporting my football team when they put somebody who uh had sexually harassed a woman in charge i was like i'm out now i'll be back when they sack this manager sacked the manager got back involved with the football team like so i'm not like what you'd call like a traditional football fan but like i, I like it's it's like a soap opera same well, so reason i, I like wrestling you cared about it. didn't care if the players were rapists uh i don't think we've had a rapist no we've, we've had yeah, we've had a couple of w- people who've beat women. Certainly, a couple of but whoopsies, they... what are you going to say? We've had a couple of whoopsies. 
Yeah, a little, a yeah. little, a little. Oh, I've had a drinky winky, and someone's going to get a slappy wap. Um, and but, but in fairness to the club, they always get rid of them, right? There's not really anyone that they've kept. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. George George Best is somewhat deified around Manchester United, and he was a piece of shit. Yeah, he's he's a bad person. Yeah, he's like full on a bad. But then there's loads of bad people all over it. Liverpool have got notable club legends who were definitely racists. Tommy Smith is a racist. There's no real yeah, argument against yeah, it. Yeah. Football is a fucking cesspit. There's loads to like, but I'll be honest. This week, this week was a. It was genuinely quite sad at one point. Januk, I was like, I can't. I don't know whether I could be asked with this. This is all like. It's all become a bit much more than I'd, I'd quite like. Much often, often how I feel about the Conservative government. Oh, man. <laughs> Boris Johnson deciding to wade in was fucking amazing. Wouldn't say a, won't say a goddamn word about structural inequality. That doesn't exist. Um, structural, <laughs> um, structural racism, certainly not a thing we've been involved in. Um, but somebody threatens our nation's game. He's got a narrative. He plays to his narrative and he actually does it. Maybe Keir Starmer could learn something from that. And he actually put the boot in, right, Billis, this week? Yeah, he had, a, he had, he had a bit of a go this week. Is that, yeah. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's almost like they've been listening to me. Just stand there every week at Prime Minister's Question Time and call him a nonce. No, matter how, no matter how hard the three of us work, we're not getting this narrative over that we're psychics. We're definitely not psychics. We did that seance, remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Wait, fuck. Yeah, yeah, that is the thing we actually did. I should delete that off our service. <laughs> Just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to today. Watching uh, you shit your pants was so good. Look, um, I love being scared, and I love that. Ca- I want it to be real. So, like, it's easy to scare the shit out of me. I'm fine with that. Is that why you get mugged so often? You enjoy no, the get- film? <laughs> I get mugged so often because when someone goes, "Oi, cunt!" I turn around. <laughs> like, Never turn around. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, the the one time I didn't, three men jumped to me from behind and absolutely filled me, and it was awful. Why do you get beaten up? So I mean, I know why. I spoke to you. I've, I've spent time with you. But um, <laughs> no, no. In fairness, none of these people know that I am annoying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they just I see think- me and. It's because I walk home at like four in the morning and I, true, I, yeah. and I walk the most efficient way, which happens to be the easiest way to mug anyone. I'm like, and you, are, no def- ca- and you are definitively the least psychic person I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I have like whatever the opposite of spidey senses. That's what I've got. I'm like walking into danger. I'm like, oh, this, this, this trap, this bear trap looks very safe as I put my hand into it. As long as the bear traps as the crow flies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if it's the quick, if it's the straight line to wherever I live, that's the way. So, I walk. why did Keir? What was Keir's boot in the for this week then? Boris is in trouble again because he basically James Dyson texted him, said, "We'll sort these ventilate, ventilators out for you, pal. As long as you sort the tax out your end, so my boys don't have to pay any more tax in the UK." Basically, and Johnson said, "Yeah, no problem." And then everyone said, "It's fine" because there was a national emergency. Isn't yeah. isn't um. Ventilate is technically the opposite of what James Dyson's products normally do. And also, people who got put on ventilators died. So essentially, they were arranging to kill more people. Yeah, because they're hoovering the air out of their lungs. As, as a person who has been put on oxygen quite recently, I can guarantee that that's what was happening to me because I definitely couldn't breathe when I was on oxygen. <laughs> Your hands were very dry. Oh, my palms were very dry. Your oh. bright, your bright purple ventilator made by James Dyson. Someone had <laughs> forgot yeah. to put it on blow, not suck. 
I didn't appreciate the little uh, the little uh, cyclone in the middle that had loads of fluff in it. It's like no one cleaned out for ages. <laughs> did he? So did Aaron? Did it happen, or did was was it caught before? They sorted his tax out. Boris, Boris got Rishi on it. Rishi sorted it out. And there's, they're asking him to publish the text, but what they'll probably do is they'll probably wait a week because it's been so far into this week they can't even remember that Matt Hancock gave contracts to a firm that his sister owns and he has oh. shares. That's like that was that was like less than six days ago, and there's been yeah. such a mountain of sleaze that it's just like completely buried underneath. Oh, there's another bit. There's another bit. You know, like uh, Cameron was lobbying uh, for Greensill. Yeah, yeah. He also lobbied the Bank of England, which I didn't think was a thing you could do. You so can he lobby actually... the Bank of England. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You definitely should be able to do that. But that's what he was doing, and it worked again. Like, like they were going to back him fully. Oh, it's just. I was asking. I was talking to my mates the other day about um, the, the concept of like. I just don't think I was raised that sort of way. In that, if I needed five hundred quid desperately, I don't think I would. I can't think of anyone, including my own siblings, that I would ring up to ask for five hundred quid. I don't think I would. I'd rather starve than ask for that. Just but whereas these lads can just ring up the Bank of England. <laughs> Any danger that we can swerve some of these? Can you stop these weird letters coming, please? Um. Look, lads. I know we're I know we're like thirty million in debt, but I am been to university with your sister. So, <laughs> like, like the connections that these people have, it's like one of them got thirty million quid for being the land the ex landlord of his pub. Like, I think that's the other. I think that's the other thing that blows my mind as well. Because it's it's like like I said in that instance, if you asked your mate to borrow five hundred quid, he lent it to you, and then he watched you shoot it from one of those um from one of those money guns over a stripper's tits, and then going turn around, going any oak I can borrow a grand. Like just, they are because hasn't he stopped? Didn't Boris wasn't Boris forced to stop using his using his little meeting room this week? Uh, he stopped. He stopped using his meeting room. Yeah. So the idea behind his uh, two point six million pound briefing room was they've been watching uh, loads of episodes of The West Wing, I assume, <laughs> <laughs> and thought, oh, that, that looks good, you know, because it is pretty good where they have the uh, mm-hmm. the person takes on all the questions for the president. Alison Janney always handle always handle that room magnificently. Always handle real smoothly. So they thought we'll hire Allegra Stratton to fill this role of taking care of the press. Uh, and basically, after getting constantly bodied by the press and just having questions repeatedly directed at her about green sale and blunt things about like Johnny Mercer leaving this week, they just uh, they they scrapped it. So there's going to be no press at those briefings anymore. So essentially, they've spent 2.6 million quid on a new background for Boris. Oh, that's so many. That, I mean, the flag budget alone is... Yeah, uh, they love a flag recently, don't they? It's, 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 it's the mark of a failing nation, isn't it? Yeah. That's it, it, what it is. The allegiance to the flag, the flag, like, you can see them going down. The ship's going down. It's got to. <laughs> The ship's going down. If I if I could go to fucking Devon and pull the plug, I would. And just sink us in, like... And just the strongest swimmers survive. That's it. Yeah, and anyone that can make it to France deserves to live. It's just yeah. David Walliams. <laughs> absolute monster. Eddie is on swimming back and forth. And just because he can. Just them to an Adrian Morehouse starting a new era. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tom Daly. Actually, he's only good at the diving bit, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's good he's, at the main bit. I mean, without wishing to be offensive, Tom Daly is not going to be much help at starting the new generation, is he? He can adopt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not that the only other people there are Adrian Morehouse, Eddie Isards, and David Williams. That's a hell of a night out, though. That is a hell of a night out. That's a pint, that is. I'd have a, you'd have that. That'd be a good night. Can you imagine the conversation between Eddie Izzard and uh, Walliams? That that is a conversation I do not want to be in the middle of. I as, think they'd as, have a lovely time. Mm, yeah, the turf and uh, the the person transitioning. Yeah, they'd have a lovely time I'm together. I'm sure it'd be fine. I reckon they'd get on famously, and then you'd think you might understand. Maybe they look like they're really reconciling. Yeah, you know, it could start to get a bit tasty, and then David Walliams will leave with a supermodel or something. He, he, David Williams leans in for a kiss, gets rejected by Eddie Azard. And, and then, then he's with a supermodel because he yeah. can. Because he's got a very, very weird track record. I imagine he must be built like an absolute racehorse, like a racehorse champion. Like it just drags across the floor because there, there makes no sense to the partners that that Sorry, can I just, just to double check, is this the section of the show where we consider the size of David Williams' horse cock? Yes, yes. This Good. is just this is, just wait. I'll point it. I'll put in the jingle now. <laughs> Horsecock with Williams. Yeah, that sounds good. Welcome to Horsecock Town. <laughs> is it not just that he's a sort of charming TV personality? I no, don't know. That only gets you so far. Wang Tarek. <laughs> I'm mildly funny, Tarek. You're mildly funny. That gets us first custom. But repeat custom, it does not get us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a big wang gets you repeat custom. I've never had a giant. A I've never had a giant BBC One racer show either. I suppose so. That probably yeah. does not. I I fucking hate David Williams, and I fucking hate that other cunt. What's he called? Matt Lucas. I wish David Williams had drowned in the fucking channel, and I wish he'd taken Matt Lucas with him because he's ruined Bake Off. He's absolutely <laughs> destroyed it for me. <laughs> Never thought I would say the words "bring back Sandy Toxic" in my life, but here I am. Ah, I think she's a she's, national treasure. I really, I, I stand the Toxic. Um, That's because you've got the same barber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we very much go to uh, lesbian haircut from TikTok. <laughs> that's, that's very much. We go to the. We all go to the same barber. Uh, so Boris is not using his room anymore. That's good. And also, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Wasn't he bodied by Johnny Mercer this week? Uh, Johnny Mercer said, bear in mind that Johnny Mercer is a fucking piece of shit. Um, Johnny Mercer said that working at the, for the Conservative Tory government was the worst working environment he'd ever ex- experienced in his life. And he yeah. used to work in a sand mine in Nairobi from the age of four. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be digging sand out of a Nairobi desert bare hands than work for this conservative government oh yeah it, it, what was it he'd never met a larger pack of liars or a, a group incapable of telling the truth like what, he is, what is a large group of liars called like a flock of geese oh, oh like yeah. a murder of something it, um, it, it must be g- a gathering of cunts right a gaggle of a gaggle of twats it's gotta be fibbers an array of fibbers because basically do you want to know the first time that uh johnny that Johnny Mercer voted for anyone. Go on. It was when he was first elected 
and he voted for himself. <laughs> Imagine that confidence. Has anyone ever not voted for themselves? Uh, yes. And who was that? Uh, right. So back in the day, it was uh, it was like standard for you to vote for the other candidate. Like you would each vote for each other, and it was like an agreed upon thing. It was so defo. It was defo. A fucking Tory who voted for himself first, wasn't it? And changed oh, the pattern. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh, it actually it, in the US. I know exactly who the first person to vote for themselves were, and it's uh, Alexander Burr was the first person to vote for himself. He's the first person to actively lobby, and uh, that's when they changed the rule about being uh, so. Whoever came second used to be the vice president, and that was the first time that that didn't happen because he was the first person. Well, that's to a, that's lobby. a good runner-up prize, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. is a good runner-up. Prize. That's a decent prize. Does the vi- where does the vice president live? They live in the White House. So they live in the not the uh, the East Wing. Oh, who lives in the West? So the president lives in the West Wing. Hence the name, the West Wing. Yes, with you, and they. The vice president in the East Wing. Yeah. And never the twain shall meet. The role of vice president has never been... This, this, it has no like, like laws about it, so you can make it as big or as small as you want. Has anyone and, ever made the uh, a spoof porno of the president banging the vice presidents and all their families fucking? Because if not, I think we're on to a million-dollar idea. <laughs> uh, there's been a vice presidential candidate... Uh, uh, that has been oh, what's her name? The one that um, her Canadian uh, female Canadian um, she, uh, Canadian. No, I mean Alaskan. Alaskan. Jesus. Similar. Oh, uh, not Kellyanne Conway. The other one. Yeah, uh, glasses. Uh, Crazy did... looking prick. Yeah, her uh, daughter ended up having a child. Uh, I was going to say not... Sally Gunnell then, but no, that she ran. <laughs> no, no, it's Sally Gunnell actually. <laughs> Sally, yeah. Sally Gunnell was the woman who looked like one of the a human version of those trolls with the pink hair everybody used to collect in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> it was Sarah Palin. Yeah, yeah, McCain's running mate, Sarah Palin. Yeah, Sarah Palin. She had a porn star lookalike, didn't she? Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, I enjoy her work. <laughs> what, what, what was the, what was her name? Sarah Impalin? No, no. Uh, she had her own body of work. It just happened that she looked Hello. like Sarah Palin. So, so we know, uh, we know we at least now know who Stephen would like a, a, a Tupperware full of shit from. It's a Sarah Palin lookalike. Abso- no, absolutely not. No. If, uh, has anyone uh, has anyone ever shit on you, Stephen? No. Uh, Poo's Poo makes like. Like if I walk into a cubicle and someone's had a, a poo, just I, I leave the cubicle. Like poo is my very firm line. Like you cannot poo on me. Or soft line. Um, <laughs> spattered. Would spattered. you would you poo on someone else? Oh, maybe actually. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely couldn't. I definitely couldn't look them in the eye afterwards. But yes, I definitely could. My problem with poo in the lovemaking act. Is if someone someone's jamming rogue fingers in arseholes, and then you get like one little fleck or the smell of poo, it spreads very quickly. You know, like when you get jam on one of your fingers, and before mm. you know it, it's all the way up your arm. Yeah, the smell of shit very much does it. Just travels very quickly, and suddenly yes. everything just smells of shit. Excrement for me is very much the sign that someone is having a bad time. I think the sheer volume of prep you need to pull it off successfully dictates that it's a bad time. But to each their own. If it, you're it, out there. If you need a murder-style room 
to be okay to just defecate on someone and then like because like my question is you you've done your big poo and then what happens do you both roll around in it like like is it a clay scene from ghost yeah you make yourself you make yourself like a human vionetta oh that's made me exceptionally I'd, sad. I, I think I'd be happy. I think I'd be happy to be shit on as long as it was on my backside. So I don't, not really yeah. keen on face, chest. I think I'd be all right with shit on my dick. But yeah. I think che- it's a bit like jizzing on yourself, isn't it? Anywhere apart from the face is fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but if if someone, I think I honestly think I'd find it more disturbing if somebody went. Can I poo on your feet? Then I could poo on your chest. Like, because I, I think I think a chest is a big enough target. But if someone's like dedicated enough to try and aim for your feet, well, I would very much. That's be- like a that's like a power fetish, isn't it? You know, what one of those uh, like an intersectional fetish where two things collide and make it really, really weird. Yeah, two, yeah, very much. Two times two somehow equals five. Isn't that one where you um where you. Uh, freeze your shit and use it like a dildo. Uh, I believe that's from Reddit, but yes, I have. I I've seen the, the exact same. An ice lolly mold. You put it within a condom bin, as and then like. And then you got You got to spin it like you're uh, making yeah. a, making a terrine. Hold on, hold on. How do you shit into a condom? You, you're shitting into a funnel and then a condom and holding it up. Do you have? Are you making sausages? Or do you need? Or do you just like shit into an ice cream tub and then scrape it out of a spatula into the condom, being careful not to waste any? I think oh, that's basically fuck. what you do. Yeah, I think it. I think. I think you're not pulling. Yeah. I only shit in Tupperware once, and it's not an experience I would like to repeat. <laughs> I had to, I've had to do like, cause like I've been ill recently. Right. And apparently I've got a, a very expanded spleen. I've got a 14 centimeter spleen. Oh, lady. it's Jagger Steve. Yeah. Oh, here he comes. Absolutely massive. My spleen girls. If you keep swinging your spleen into this fucking show every week. Yeah. So I've had to like, I've had to like poop in a load of stuff and pee in a load of stuff. And like they hand you a tub that is genuinely only as big as your thumb, right? And then it's as wide as the top of your thumb. Yeah. So it's so like it's a knuckle length. Thumb. It's the no, size so... of your thumb and the width of your thumb. No, no. So it's, it's... I think you've been had off by a knockoff magician. That's how they do those thumbing <laughs> yeah. tricks, you know? Yeah. Fake it, thumb tips. It just, honestly, it's like, it's like, an inch wide and like three inches tall and you've got to like <laughs> cut off a bit of poo and put it in the tub and there's there's a point where i was sat there and they were like could you cough in this one poop in this one and pee in this one I and i was like I, I felt yeah i felt like a really terrible new york magician doing a card trick and like people would walk in the room and i'd go like is someone gonna take away my samples because i did a poo in that one <laughs> someone, and someone would go yes the nurse will be in in a moment steven you've pooed in the piss part <laughs> No, because they were labelled. I looked at the side of them, and that one said coffin, and like it said sputum. 
which I know comes from your mouth. So, per, and then it said urine, and I know I pee in that one, and the other one said poopy. It didn't. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so, so just like, yeah, it was wild. I'm so heroically sad right now. So we've chosen to spend our evening. Yeah, this is this is the only way. That, I don't know uh, about you, but this has uh, really set me up for a good time. Speaking of pieces of shit, can you make that link work? Because I actually can't remember the running order. Uh, uh, yet yeah, Lawrence Fox. Speaking of pieces <laughs> of shit. <laughs> Nailed it, Terry. Out Hello. of the ball. All I can hear is loads of American fans. <laughs> um, Tire alarm hit. Honk, so, it, yeah, that fucking giant sack of shit. He yeah. so he spent five million pounds in his race to become in the race to become. It uh, would have spent five million pounds on any other race, would he? No. <laughs> <laughs> keep That's that money. Keep that money where it's meant to be. It's Commonwealth money, ordered by my granddad in the war. Yeah. Um, uh, while he's ungagging Winston Churchill. Um, so he spent five million nicker, and he's currently um, in the polling, in the polling um, level on 1% with um, the former Lord Buckethead uh, and um, Johnny, Johnny Gammons. Yeah, three-way tie. That's the shittest triple threat of all Gammons, time. I'm assuming Johnny Gammon is a racist. Uh, he's literally, no, his surname's Gammon. Oh, that's his real name. Is he a gammon? Yeah. Yeah, he, so he's a racist, but he's gammon for Lord Mayor. Literally. Right. Wow. It's unreal. Yeah. You couldn't make this shit up. But, uh, yeah, and they were saying, so, and they're also, yeah, so, I mean, in the current race, uh, Sean Berry's got 6%. Uh, Louisa Porritt of the Liberal Democrats, 8%, proving that the Liberal Democrats will vote for anybody. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it's Sean Bailey on 28% and then Sadiq Khan out in front with 46. Um what what's really worrying me about this is that I've put a bet on Lawrence Fox to get more votes than the Green Party candidate. You've, you've given your money away then. Yeah, it just fe- the the thing is though, I knew that his budget was quite high and I know the Green Party's can't spend more than a fiver on anything now that the MEP positions have gone and proportional representations out of the window. I genuinely thought that they might like sink with the polarization of everything. Right. And and more but with a UKIP candidate in there, they're not UKIP candidates anymore. What are they now? Change? What um whatever happened to Greenpeace? Don't hear anything about Greenpeace, do you? What are they doing with that yacht they had? Um, they're still harassing boats. Yeah, I think they're just doing those ra- the random terrorist activities that Greenpeace were always known for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last I heard of Greenpeace, they dr- they dug up someone's uh, grandmother and delivered him to the scientist's front door and said, this is what you get if you animal test. I think that's a proportional response. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Do you know what that gentleman was working towards? Go on. Alzheimer's research. Cool. Go yeah, on, God love Greenpeace. Yeah, you don't you don't need you don't need any Alzheimer's research. What you need is hamsters to be fine. Yeah. Um oh sorry, sorry Ben, is it's Peter Gammons. He's the he's the UKIP candidate. Is he UKIP candidate? He's not called Peter Gammons. That isn't his... It's genuinely a thing. Doctor is dead. Doctor 
Dr. Peter Gammons. Ooh, I don't believe that. Please check it's his real. That can't be his given name. It is his, his given name. name. Gammon. Oh. Gammons. 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 And, and yeah, oh, Lawrence he's... Fox. Lawrence Fox on his anti woke, um, extreme political correctness ticket. Yeah. Uh, currently has 1%, both of whom I assume are his mum and dad. The thing that conf- the thing that really worries me about his position is that it might grab all of the Q people and all the just general, con- like David Icke following kind of vibe. So that's why I thought it might do better than the Greens, because those people care and they go out and vote. I think those maskless cunts all died of COVID. Oh, God. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, it's only people like me who got affected by long COVID. Like, you know, just like people who wore their masks at all times. Well, it's your own fault. They you. They told you that those masks were bad mm. for you. You've seen the memes. I did. I just was breathing in my own toxic energy, and I didn't align my chakras by carrying the right crystals. Exactly. That would have fucking helped. It's because yeah. you're, wo- you're too woke. Woke must die. Um, yeah, so he, he's going really badly for him. It's going really, really bad for him, and I'm, I'm very excited to watch the end yeah, of this. But the thing is, have you seen his Instagram? Have you seen his Instagram? No, it I'd is, rather, I'd rather oh, slice men. Where off. he put that that post up about um, no one can stop us from having drinks in the pub, and it's him and three friends having a pint, socially distanced within a safe environment. I bet you it was a pint of fucking Carlin as well. Yeah, he used to. I used to drink. Yeah, he's, a, he, he's clearly a shit drinker. Clearly, there's a there's a pint of Pinot Grigio. Him and Sam Allardyce. Yeah, ten, ten pints, ten pints of cow, and then a kebab, but with no salad or sauce. <laughs> just, just fucking Donna meat and microwave pitta. That's how he likes to treat himself. Oh, I had a kebab. I had a kebab last week. I had a kebab last week. It was dead good. Oh God! Got a bit drunk out of the house. I had a kebab. Grabbed a kebab on the way home. I think I'm gonna have to get a kebab. Uh, <laughs> right speaking of things that alter your state and mind binners take me through the best bit of alien footage we have so far from the navy oh fucking hell <laughs> look Tarek, you and i know there are aliens and this week the navy have confirmed that some footage is real of this unidentified triangular object fucking about in the stars. You can watch it yourself on the internet. and It's, it's very it's, convincing. It's very convincing, and it's obviously a fucking alien. And we are very, very, very close to the date when the FBI have to release all their files. So we're definitely going to get aliens this year. We flew a helicopter on Mars. Not that I'm willing to revisit our Mars conversation from last week, but that was lovely. That was very cool. That's all I want to say. It was very cool when we flew the helicopter on Mars. I liked how excited they all were in the room. Do you want to hear some more uh, racist propaganda that I read off the internet? Not really. That'll make you dead happy. Other podcasts for that. Um, but <laughs> what I mean is, uh, do you know uh, the Derek uh, Derek Chauvin obviously got found guilty. He got found guilty on Hitler's birthday, which makes which is wonderful. Which really. Yeah, that's conspiracy theorists. We we don't often as a society ce- celebrate uh, Adolf Hitler's birthday, but I think that's a very good birthday gift for the world for Adolf Hitler. Yeah, yeah, that's so, so wild. And so there's yeah. some people out there that, that put two and two together and come up with Quasar. Came up with Hollow Mars. Yeah, clearly, obviously, because uh, Adolf. So do you know you know where Adolf Hitler is, right? He's on the dark side of the moon. I'm, I don't. I can't express to you that that's. 
That's not the case. What? What's he doing there? Uh, he's uh, building the Fourth Reich. Binners, get with the program. I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. I think that was actually a terrible movie, wasn't it? Didn't yes, I, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's based on like uh, racist propaganda. But yeah, wild. Uh, the footage is actually. I actually really, really like the footage because it doesn't look like it doesn't. It doesn't look like a missile. It doesn't look like a satellite. It's, it's an low- alien. It's an alien. But why do these things? Why are these things never in focus? And why do they never? Why are they never? Because there's a fucking alien, mate. They're moving along, aren't they? You try and take a photo of a car on the motorway. Why does it? They, why are they never? Why are they always stopping to some fucking in the middle of bumfuck nowhere? Why don't land in the middle of the northern quarter? Grab a pint. Like, why? What are they doing? The problem is. And there's, there's a scale to it, isn't there? So, like, you're saying, oh, why don't... If, if there are aliens, why don't they come down and visit us? Because if they came down and visit us and acted like humans and people told... And they told you that they were aliens, we wouldn't fucking believe them. So there's got to be a sliding scale between passable alien and thing up in the sky. But to be fair, Pretty Patel would probably have them shot. So that would have been another one. She, she would definitely arrive. The day the aliens turn up, Pretty Patel is definitely going to be there with the baseball bat that she keeps under her bed. <laughs> she just leaves glasses of water everywhere. I keep going back to signs. I don't know why, but I keep going back to the signs. I, I like right. you really catching that at the top of the zeitgeist as well. Signs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm spot on there, yeah. Is M. Night Shyamalan's career over? No, he did. He did that. Uh, he's got uh, that. Uh, the third one of the the fucking Unbreakable trilogy to do. No, we've uh, seen that, haven't we? I think no, he's he got did. Yeah, he did. Didn't, he? didn't they all show down? They all fought. Oh yeah, and then um, Unbreakable. Yeah, they all had a little fight. They got. Yeah. He, he filled James McAvoy full of steroids and watched him not really have a fight with anyone who was very. Watched him have a fight with someone who was very clearly not Bruce Willis. James McAvoy. He's had a fucking fortunate run, hasn't he? Jesus Christ. He seems like a good lad. I like it. He seems like a nice pint. Is he is his wife still Maxine Peake? Yeah. That seems like a nice that seems, they seem like a nice couple to write. He was on Celebrity Bake Off and he was he was quite a nice fella. He seemed oh. alright. He was better than Matt Lucas. <laughs> he was a contestant on Bake Off or Cele- on Celebrity Bake Off. Not on the normal Bake Off. He didn't just apply and come through the ranks. I imagine he got a chauffeur-driven car to get there. I would love it if he was just on normal Bake Off. That's what celebrities should do. They should apply for the normal Bake Off. You, you know, you need to have actual cooking qualification skills at that point. That's the problem to get onto that. That's that's what I'd like. If if like it turns out like oh, is Patrick Stewart. And he's just like, I've, I've, I've never done a Bakewell tart. I, I, like, that's the only cake I know, which just goes to show. But like, he's like, oh, I'm struggling with this Bakewell tart. It would be charming. It would be absolutely adorable. I think I want it, I want it to be a bit spicier than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you get like Donald Trump on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd it, be an absolute treat on Bake Off, just crashing around, making all the cakes made in the image of himself, no matter yeah. what's requested. Just huge, huge golden statues of himself. I just, I just don't want him to be near any sort of lady that might be within, with who might feel like she's within his power. That's why I po- That's why I chose Patrick Stewart, a man who only talks about women's rights and tries to defend people. So Patrick Stewart 
Donald Trump. Who else do you have? And you need like a nineties boy band person. So maybe Mylene Class. She's not busy. Oh yeah. She oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which one else? is the one from Steps that believes in QAnon now? Uh, I don't know. What, one of the one of the boys or one of the girls? I think it might be one of the boys. Oh no, no. Sorry, I've gotten completely confused. Do you remember Tito Ortiz? From the UFC. You've got Tito Ortiz confused with Lee Lashford Evans. I'll be honest, yeah, that's that's quite a stretch. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't I mean Bradley's fighting style's completely different. <laughs> yeah. I've actually got him confused with the one that everyone called Shrek. Remember uh, that that's everyone Danny called... from Hearsay. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. I've got Danny from Hearsay confused with Tito Ortiz. I can't decide, but no, right. no, no, because they're com- they're completely like like yeah, interchangeable. Yeah, interchangeable. One of them's a cage fighter. One of them's a former boy band member. Oh, I, I get yeah, like uh, and because of sausage rolls just like sausage rolls, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, it's because they were both memes at the same time to me. So that's why I got them confused. I got the memes confused, basically. But yeah, Tito Ortiz is uh, a mayor of uh, Huntington Beach, and he's a complete computer. Why did you? Why did you think that the mayor of Huntington Beach was in hearsay? I. This has got away from you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's, I, I sort of. I, I was running before I could walk. To be honest, <laughs> I think I know. I think I know. I'd throw in as your last, uh, as the last one on this as a celebrity bake off, Susanna Reid. Oh. <laughs> throw in. She just watched Donald Trump be doing all that awful yeah, stuff. As he's, doing sitting there, as he's sitting there punching his cakes with his tiny little fist. <laughs> I imagine, just, she, I imagine she'd be rubbing his, her ass on his cock like a whore. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Do you want that in? Because I'll keep it in. I'll find it. I was just going to say she'd giggle complicitly while he made a bad cake. But I think either or was maybe possible. Yeah. Watching, watching as he pokes his finger in other people's souffles. But he's just... It turns, he better turn everyone else's ovens off. <laughs> like a scumbag. Oh, he put your scones on grill. <laughs> Why is yeah. there ice in my proofing drawer? That, that happened, didn't it? There was, there was that, do you remember the controversy when there was, there was tampering on Bake Off? And by the way, that's controversy in the <laughs> loosest sense of the word. <laughs> Yeah, there's 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 four uh, there's forty four billion pounds of gov- of uh, public money gone missing. But yeah, Bake Off controversy. Yeah, carry on. It's well, I've decided I'm going to go on Bake Off next year. I'm going to apply because I like a bit of a bake, and I think yeah. it might be a good way that I can get into politics. Ooh. I've been thinking about the way I can get into politics, and I'm going to join a union and then try and get into politics that way for real. Well, so both of you are going to try and get into politics, then they will pop this podcast on and immediately your careers will be over. No, no, (laughs) because let's let's face it, I'm a very sexy candidate, so it's it's hard to deny my sexual energy. You've got that twink audience sewn up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do well in San Francisco. (laughs) Oh my God, did you hear about um, uh, Tucker Carlson? No. All right, okay, so Tucker Carlson recently had a mental breakdown on national television, which is well worth Googling. He like Some guy talks about how Derek Chauvin should have been proven guilty, and he starts laughing maniacally and throws him off the air. And then he goes on a, on a five-minute tirade about how all the media is out to get him, 
right? Wow. And now there's going to be all these wild stories coming out about him and how you can't trust any of them, right? All put out by Fox. And it turns out that when he was at college, he was a member of um, a society named after the person that killed Harvey Milk. Now, the person that killed Harvey Milk shot himself after killing Harvey Milk. Who's Harvey Milk? Come fill me in. I can't remember. Harvey Milk is the first gay member of Congress. Right. He was the first. It was a good movie, played by Sean Penn. Yeah. Uh, One of Sean Penn's last tolerable roles, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Really wonderful. It's uh, and the Dan White. Dan White. I want to say Dan White. Dan White. Dan White. But yeah, and basically, so it was named posthumously after him as an anti-gay white supremacist organization. And he was a member of it in the 80s. Do you get more funding the more people, more groups you hate? Is that how it works? Uh, In in Fox's experience, yes. If you just widen your scope of hatred, then you're more likely to get funding from hateful people from all walks of life. That's the way I'm going to be running my political career, but I don't know about you. (laughs) I just don't think, I just can't see a world in which, um, a world in which being part of those kind of groups would hinder him in any way, shape or form. The thing is, he already has a, he already has like a, a court injunction against him that states that no, and this is a court description of him, no reasonable person would take him seriously. And he still has a, a political editorial platform, right? Like the guy's a white supremacist. Oh yeah, no, they're definitely they're the links between the two of them. Uh, yeah, unfound, uh, undoubted. But yeah, just you just, just, just so much the term. I'll, I'll, I'll check his uh, breakdown. Oh, he he literally like I would do. Uh, I it would be too annoying for me to do an example of that voice. But he basically laughs like the Joker. It is wildly inappropriate. That's a terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from uh, an American racist to a wannabe American fat racist, did we enjoy Morrissey making an absolute clown of himself? That, what a fucking tub of lard. What an awful, <laughs> awful human being. It's difficult to decide in this story whether it's Morrissey or The Simpsons, which is more bloated or irrelevant. <laughs> like taking pot shots at Morrissey is not exactly a fucking hard target, is it? Right. So, do you know what the plot of the the show was? No, couldn't care less. I haven't cared for like twenty years. Right. Okay. So this is the basic plot. So Lisa uh, falls in love with the early Smiths, as a lot of us have. Because she's a vegan. So she falls in love with militant vegan Morrissey, voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. All right? Then she goes to a live Morrissey gig. <laughs> we've, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. I've had this very experience. Yeah. Mine's REM, right? <laughs> like, mine is REM. <laughs> right? And she goes to this Morrissey gig and... Uh, Morrissey is sat there eating a beef sandwich with his shirt open, like just spouting off about how Chinese people are subhuman. An actual quote that he has actually made, right? They don't misquote him. They just literally quote him. And his management team came out and went, they should be more... Morrissey has never been overweight. 
absolutely none of showing him as overweight is disrespectful to the artist and without specific examples of his racism or any opportunity to defend himself they've defamed him which just sounds like a racist defending a racist you know i i recently came across like one of my favorite things ever so if you've got one nazi at the table right and you have 11 p and you have 10 people eating with this Nazi and sharing food with this Nazi, it turns out you've got eleven Nazis at the table, and, then, and that's what it feels. Actually, like. I think I think technically they called it the European Super League. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think I like what he said there. I like one or two bits of his comment where he's like, "There's no place in modern music for anyone with strong emotions in a world obsessed with hate laws. There are none that protect me." I mean, there might be one or two. I can't believe he's still alive. I can't believe one of his cats hasn't savaged him to death. He, he does need to get gored by an animal, I'll be honest. That that really is the way he needs to go out. Just like like Mufasa dying in The Lion King. I'm like, by or, Gary, or Gary Neville. We tell Gary Neville that Morrissey is funding the European <laughs> Super League and off he goes. Him and Jamie Carragher snaffling away at his ankles. <laughs> Actually, it'd, be, it'd be James Milner you want setting on him. Because well, yeah. he, was the, he was the first dissenting voice, right? Like, like granite, like Yorkshire granite. <laughs> Go yeah. through him like a hot knife through butter. I think, it's, it, but to be fair, though, I mean, weird, like we are making weird comparisons, but there's definitely a kind of vibe of that. Like, I've got mates who are Smiths fans for years, and I think obviously it's just such a, you know, it's just such a heartbreaking letdown because he makes such music. Um, There's been a couple of like really great movies about like people, how young people are influenced by the Smiths, and then for it just to end up like this, this big fat fucking unironic, just hate figure. It's it's yeah. wild. Like like he 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 wore a four Britain badge on national television, and four four Britain is actively actively put out as a hate group that is on a watch list. So if you're a four Britain member. And you promote for Britain, you are you are a, for all effect known as a terrorist. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I, it, it's so weird. Like, this is actually almost satire from The Simpsons. It's quite weird. Like you say, it's become a very bloated, yeah. um, very odd show. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of wild. And I, I enjoy that it, he had a rebuttal, or his management team had a little rebuttal, um, attacking the writing of The Simpsons. Like Morrissey shit out anything remotely relevant probably about as long as the simpsons has not been good actually yeah that's that, that's the deal like the thing is like the simpsons recently decided to not let anybody that wasn't uh the color of the character or representative of the color of the character playing those roles which is a very adult decision to make but they've got nothing but who have they employed to play the simpsons Cause... So Hank Azaria <laughs> stepped aside and they've put in somebody who's of Indian descent to play a poo, yeah. for example. But they've accepted that all of the yellow people of the of Springfield, that's a base colour. Yeah. They're the they're the like white folk. Right, I see. Yeah, so Dr. Are... Hibbert is now played by a black person. So they haven't roped in a load of people with liver disease to come and play the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah it's everyone... George Best. And... Yeah, you've got to have this, otherwise you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's George Best and any member of Black Grape is allowed to voice everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Which has aged me exceptionally well, exceptionally like a fine well. wine knowing who Black Grape are. 
But, I, yeah. I, I think every episode, every, every show on telly should be forced to have an episode every season where they, where they give Morrissey a shoe in. I'd shit on Morrissey till the, <laughs> till the end of time. I can't imagine a time where I now think of Morrissey as reasonable. And if I ever do, please, at that point, take me out and shoot me. Because I've reached Lauren Fox territory and I no longer want to live. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to have a breakdown and scrape together five million and uh, oh. put together a deeply unsuccessful Mayor of London campaign. I've been waiting for a for a conspiracy theory to sweep me along so that I can become a very successful niche YouTuber my entire life. And QAnon didn't manage it, and I was deep into QAnon. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you set up maybe Twinks for Justice? That hit me like a ton of bricks. (laughs) (laughs) What justice justice are you and your fellow Twinks chasing? Just, Just don't want to be shit on anymore. I, I still like There Is A Light That Never Goes Out. I'm still going to sing along to that song when it's on. Yeah. I I, I think Morrissey could have... I reckon he could have punched me ma'am and I'd still be all right with The Queen Is Dead. Really? The Queen Is Dead is such a good album. But exactly. Like, I, mean, I, I think he could have punched me ma'am. That's the ne- thing. Like, yeah, it never really struck me, Morrissey. It's never really my thing. Um, I, I really like The Simpsons. Uh, the Simpsons. Uh, yeah, I really like The Simpsons and I really like The Smiths. Um, and kind of my worlds collided in a wonderful way where a show I really love became relevant again, even for 10 seconds. And it was great. I don't think it was. Right. Do we want to play a quick maths game before we go into TV town? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why not? Right. Okay. So. Um, today, Joe Biden, who loves bombing Syria, decided that he he'd had enough of like spending so much bombing uh, one uh, lots of countries and just wanted to focus on bombing Syria. So he decided he's by... also going to cut carbon emissions before two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, and one of the ways he's going to do it is by stop trying to turn Afghanistan into glass. Uh, so by September eleventh. Perfect day. Uh, he's going to remove all of the soldiers from Afghanistan by killing them. Uh, no, or no, he's doing the American soldiers. The the American soldiers because they've tried <laughs> killing the other ones. They really couldn't. They were really bad at it. Um, right. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. How much did they spend on the Afghan war? Not all of the allies, just America. I'm going to guess three failed track and trace systems. Okay, three track and trace. I'm going to go with 75 football pitches worth of full of money. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so what we have is 2.4 trillion. <laughs> is that close? Is that a billion billion or a million billion? So that's eight zeros. But is that a million billion or a, or a billion trillion? That's an American uh, billion. So that's a thousand billion. Yeah. 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 So eight zeros after the after the two. So yeah. So over. So when yeah, when we get above nine hundred, nine hundred billion, we become a trillionaire. Yeah. 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 That's not so much. How many fucking trade systems is that? So basic, basically, basically, that's uh, 22 track and trace systems. They have achieved. Nothing. Yeah, and if they they could have stayed at home and just killed the poor people in their own country if they'd wanted someone to blow up. 
They were they were doing both at the same time, which makes them really efficient. It's uh, it's, right. it's now it's now America's longest longest ever running war, right? It's uh, twenty. It'll be uh, twenty. 20 years? 22 20 years, years, I think I saw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although in the words of the inimitable Bill Hicks, I do, I do believe that a war is when two sides are fighting <laughs> and not one is just being <laughs> bombed to dust. Yeah. Um, what I absolutely love about this is that Afghanistan get to claim another victory against a world superpower. And when they do that, they usually crumble that entire superpower when they pull out. So, England lost and then after it pulled out it lost its entire empire um russia a few years later like two years later stopped being like the ussr stopped being a thing so i can't wait to find out what's going to happen to america i think they already did it maybe maybe they brought down the european super league <laughs> the, in, the, in, the independent states of America would be a wild thing. Imagine Florida with no federal law, just left to their own devices. I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have any federal law. I think you can still gunfight in parts of Florida. But didn't you say, oh. didn't we, didn't, is that where we read that a blind person could buy a gun? And yeah, no, that's everywhere. You can, uh, uh, so there are only four states you, a blind person couldn't not buy a gun. That makes yeah, sense. and one of them is Maine. Which, like, you can't see more than three feet. Yeah, there's no, no blind people in Maine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're right. Okay. So uh, the the closest figure that I can find of the total amount of people that died um, during the Afghan conflict is uh, 310,000. Right? Oh, God, let me guess how many Americans. I'm going to go for... Oh, you're not going to get this. I'm going to go for 17. 17. Tarek, you got a number for me. I mean, it's got, it's got to be three figures. It has to be. Even, even, I mean, to be fair, in 22 years, some of them could have died of old age. So, I mean, there's an opportunity that, you know, they tripped over something. I'm going to, I'm going to go with 101. 101. Okay. Okay. It's 23,000. <laughs> Well, we got that horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. right. That's horrifying, isn't it? That's just that's so many people. That's half a football stadium. I don't know why I'm just sitting where I can relate. Yeah. Um, okay. How many enemy combatants were killed? Uh, I'm going to go for 46,000. So you, you decided that wait. So you said it was three hundred and ten thousand there overall. Yeah, three hundred and ten thousand yeah. total. So I'm going to get. I reckon. I reckon at least two hundred and fifty thousand of them were, were civilians. Yeah, easy. Yeah, the, the civilians. I'm civilians. I'm going with as the largest number because you um, get. I mean, you get less points for them, but they're easier to hit. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 standard. It's standard uh, GTA rules. Yeah. 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 The the, the yeah. Um, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go sort of weird. I'm going to say 10,000 enemy combatants. Okay. I reckon the Americans lost twice as many, yet killed infinitely more civilians. That's my Okay, Binners, what have you gone for? I went for 46,000, twice as many. Okay, 4,132. What the <laughs> fuck? It's disgusting. Because <laughs> it's very difficult in a ground war to decide between a wedding party 
and enemy combatants. So you're genuinely telling me that the rest of that 310,000 is made up? Yeah. So uh, there's actually... uh, So the first bit was an actual conflict, right? So in the actual conflict, they killed 6,000 troops, right? 6,000 troops they killed. The rest of the time they were killing civilians. And that is that those aren't my figures, those are figures that I could find online, but yeah. And uh, right, last question How much bang for a buck did they get? So, how much of all the total deaths, how much was that? It's basic, it's your basic division. It's a million million dollars per person. No, it's seven thousand seven hundred forty one. And uh, ninety-four. I rounded up uh, pence per civilian per person killed. So that's how much the war cost. Uh, and they say you can't put a value on life. <laughs> yeah. Eh? Well, you can. Right. Insurance companies do it every day. That's heroically uh, grim. Why is no one angrier about that? I I was really angry the entire time. I went to protests. No one gave a shit. I was I was I was angry the entire time because they're too busy caring about whether they've got to go to West Ham for the away leg or to <laughs> fucking Real Madrid. Yeah, I will absolute. What I, what I, like what we didn't cover about that is that no one from the Bundesliga even tried it because they knew they couldn't get away with it because of the way that those teams are structured. Yeah, it's fan owned clubs. Fan owned yeah. clubs. They would have done exactly. a more. They would have done a much more. Um, Unilateral and specific strike in Afghanistan. The Germans have been involved. <laughs> oh, that, that has really, that has really bummed me out. That has. yeah, it's really, really, really made us feel great about that. Those figures, by the way, are figures that I could find uh, from. We know uh, they're on the internet. Everybody fucking died. Let's go to TV Town. Watch that much this week. So you're gonna have to. <laughs> well, let me get this straight. You're gonna drag my soul through the coals of Afghanistan and then not offer me any television this week. Um I've been I've been trying to watch what right, there's another time loop movie that I really want to watch because apparently if you put a time loop movie on, I desperately want to watch it. And it's called Two Distant Strangers. And I'm watching it tomorrow on date night with my girlfriend, and we're super excited about it. We're going to a barbecue. We're getting drunk. We're watching this isn't the time. This isn't the preview show. TV Town's not about what you're going to do. TV Town's not about what you've accomplished. Oh, I'm telling you a lie. I watched Netflix's number one movie, Love and Monsters. Oh God, I started. I, I gave up. <laughs> I was. I, I had to bail out. Okay, tell me exactly where you bailed out because I think I know where you. About bailed minute out. six. Yeah, where he's describing what he does. Where with he's his describing day. what he does with his day. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched. I haven't watched this. Tom, please give me a, someone. Give me a, a little summation. Right. I mean, obviously, Bundesley. Bundesley's just going to tell me the first six minutes. Right. Basically, what's it, it's a it's an apocalypse type situation. What seems to have happened? I think there's some sort of like radioactive meteor shower. 
and then all the bugs and spiders became massive. Right. And then people been in shelters hiding from the giant spiders. Is that what happened? Um, there's a meteorite heading towards it. They launch nuclear weapons at it. Ah, there With you the go. Fallout, it makes the bugs bigger. Some of them, and then uh, one gentleman is describing his life in a very like Adrian Mole kind of way. Uh, so it's Adrian Mole. In post-apocalyptic the- Adrian Mole. Adrian Mole, yeah. Adrian Mole Fury Road. <laughs> I'll be honest, I think I'd watch that. That's why I watched it. I was very much like, I'm here for this. Those, books, this those books were wild. It's a, it was a lot It's a lot less masturbating than I thought it was going to be about a teenage diary. Adrian yeah. Mole? Yeah. He was always wanking. He was always talking about measuring his thing. That meant he was having a wank. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my thing, God. Masturbating. He oh, never absolutely. explicitly said he shit on anyone's chest, so I was confused <laughs> yeah. about it. Was he a fan of Morrissey? It feels like Adrian Mole would be a fan of Morrissey. No, he I didn't. Know. It's been years from... since I read them. I, I went all the way, I went up to like when he was like thirty-three and a third. I think the last one was I read. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Wonder what I happened. Hope they, I, I, hope they've re- I, I, hope, I hope they've rejigged them. I hope they made them woke as all hell, and Lawrence Fox dead. is losing his shit. Who yeah. wrote, wrote it? Sue Townsend, is that right? Yeah, that's that feels right. Is she dead? God, to Absolutely be right. died in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Just sat next to a goat and got blown up. Oh, God. Uh, Imagine Townsend, how many goats they killed. Sue Townsend died in 2014. Oh, so no more diaries then. Yeah, but that yeah. was during the Afghan conflict. I can't be sure if she was there. She probably got rowed over by a tank, like most of the casualties on the American side. Oh God! Um, um, so yeah, yeah, so you can't recommend it. Does it? Is, is, I, is it is I totally enjoyed it actually. But if we've got to, like, it's like a two beers. I'm turning off my brain. This is not an issue, kind of vibe. Is he? Um, is what he's talking about his day? Is it that kind of smug zombie land kind of talk? Yes, right. yes, but not not as charming. Uh, I think. Um, the once you meet the female pr- protagonist within it, it's much better. But yeah, it's just that's not a rule for life, Stephen. It's it's true. She she's she she's much better, and she brings a lot of heart to the film. Um, also, it has um, uh, uh, it has a couple of characters in it that bring it to life. But yeah, you've you've got to, you've got to suffer through about twenty minutes. And I also tried to watch Anti Life, which is number two on Netflix. The Bruce, the Bruce Willis. God, that was fucking dreadful as well. I tried to watch that too. I think I had the same skip through as you did. (laughs) I just abandoned went upstairs and measured my thing. (laughs) I um, I watched uh until uh things started to go bad, and then I realised, oh, I'm watching a B movie, and Nicolas Cage is in a isn't involved i don't need to be here you know I've, it was very much like this is it, it was just it was not worth my time i don't think so yeah i noped out and it's the first film i've noped out during the entire uh corona virus so we can we can officially tell we're at, we're on our way out yeah if you can start giving up on movies because yeah. you've got nothing but time yeah yeah exactly Right, how about you guys? What, so you've watched anything, Minus? 
Uh, the only thing I watched of any interest was a new show called Frank of Ireland, um, which is a, a comedy on Channel 4, I think, about a kind of Irish loser musician who still lives with his mum. And it was notable for two quotes. Um, but one came from his ex-girlfriend who said about her new her new partner, he's a doctor. He doesn't even ask about anal unless he's had a beer. <laughs> And then another quote from the protagonist to a gentleman who was heckling him whilst he was playing an inappropriate song at said former girlfriend's grandma's funeral. He said to this old this guy who heckled him, "You can talk. You can talk about inappropriate. You were halfway up my ma yesterday." Wow! Wow! So, so I, I'm I, checking- yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Frank of Ireland Frank is of Ireland, on the yeah. list. It, st- it started a bit slow, but it got it got good. Oh, I I actually just to sorry to just cut in before you. I watched a bit of Line of Duty for the first time. Yeah, in my entire oh, life. yeah. Sorry, it's amazing. I love Line of Duty. I tried it, and where did you my, start? I uh, just wherever my missus is watching. So episode two of season five. Oh, you've I, not got a fucking chance. It just didn't like the. Like uh, the 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 female lady this season, her acting performance is incredible. The brunette who's in prison—I don't know her real name—but her acting performance is wonderful. It's all re- it's all really good. You just can't you can't just watch it though. It's very intricate. You gotta be. Uh, it doesn't gotta... feel intricate, Ben. As I've got to be honest, it's pretty intricate. <laughs> I feel like everyone who talks about an intricate like they talk about. Christopher Nolan movies. Oh, 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 the Prestige was tricky to follow, wasn't it? Oh, Inception was tricky to. No, no, it's... no. They just they just had massive plot holes that like, you ended up riffing riffing on. Um, yeah, what? Go on, Tarek. What do you get? What do you give a go this week? So I I watched nothing but terrible things. As my actual like time has gone down for being able to watch stuff, I've just started watching really odd things. Um, so I watched I watched a movie called The Mexican with um, Oh my god, yes! Oh, that's an amazing movie. So I so the, the weirdest thing is I, I rented this from a blockbuster when I was in my ute when I was in my teens, and I accidentally forgot to return it. It stayed under my bed, and they tried to charge me a hundred and forty pounds, a hundred and forty pounds for the Mexican from Blockbuster. I was like, I'll buy it off you for seven quid. I'm not paying that fine. You have no power. <laughs> I always remember watching it for the first time when I was on a ferry travelling between the North and South Island in New Zealand as a young man when I went wow. one of those smoking weed exploring journeys what a rich person does for the summer yeah yeah. well it was got an unreal cast Brad Pitt Julie Roberts like James Galdafini yeah. J.K. Simmons Gene yeah. Hackman but it is unilaterally garbage it's a bad oh, yeah, movie yeah. It, there's absolutely nothing redeemable about it. It's Even so weird. James, James Gandolfini, who is wonderful in everything. Yeah. Irredeemably bad. It's so right. weird. It's, was it Gore Verbinski? So he did. The, he went on to do the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, yeah, abysmal. Absolutely atrocious. And then the worst thing is I can't even follow up with anything stronger. My second offering. <laughs> I started watching Lego Masters USA. I don't know what this is, but it sounds like something I want to watch. So give me full details. <laughs> so it's it's Will Arnett, he of Lego Batman and Arrested Development fame, hosting a like Bake Off, but you just got Americans building stuff with Lego, and there's like a theme every week. It's it was 
they're all really lovely. And the, well, there was yeah, there was a British version which I, I missed, but for some reason I just started watching. It popped up like actually on the telly. I was flicking through the telly the other day like a caveman. What? what? And episode just popped up, so I just immediately watched the second one that was on E4. Well, then were you sure that? Were you sure it was this decade where you yeah. were flicking through the telly? So, that, so you have. A- they had to build a theme park in the first episode. I was transfixed. But the only thing was, is I actually think it could have done with like uh, Nick Offerman or Amy Fowler in, uh, Amy Poehler in, the, in the lead thing. Whereas Arnett just like wanders around being sarky. And I'm like, come on now. They're building so it, needs, it needed a bit more positivity, you think? Yeah, that's what more, I, yeah warmth. Yeah. Like a Sandy Toxfig and not a Matt Lucas. And not a fucking egg-headed Matt Lucas. This, right. is, this, this doesn't feel like it's for you, Binnisley. <laughs> yeah, you do, you not, do you not want to watch American nerds playing Lego? It sounds absolutely awful. It was bad. It was really bad. I don't think it'll make. I'll make it. I've watched two episodes. And I don't think I'm going to make it through to the end. Yeah, I've been. I've been trying with Ink Masters because one of the podcasters I really like watches Ink Masters, and that that's exactly the same thing. I just yeah. got less time. I'm watching bad things. I started watching a few episodes of Monk the other day. Oh, I fucking love Monk. Monk. I've been oh. watching First Dates Hotel this week as well. That's been really well, joyful as always. Yeah, you say it's a good show. And yeah. and Fred has definitely never done anything bad in his career, no matter what some scurrilous people on the internet say. Rumors <laughs> <laughs> going round about that man. Yeah, I've heard a lot of rumors about him actually. He's yeah. a saint. You leave him <laughs> alone. Um. Well, that was a cost yeah. fuck of a week. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, in terms of in terms of good things, like, we've managed to actually start like this ten point four million people who are fully vaccinated, which is fucking wonderful. Which is way ahead of where I thought this government could actually possibly be. But yeah, that's there's also you- there's also probably a hundred thousand people who dead who didn't need to be. So, well, Spins and roundabouts. Yeah, if you could look, climb out of Boris Johnson's arsehole for a minute. It just smells so good in here, and he's offered to give me an hand job if I stay. He's trying to yeah. shit Stephen out onto Michael Gov's chest. Oh, oh, that's, um, that's been malicious sense. Um, <laughs> have yourselves a wonderful rest of the week. Merry um, Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>